I would say to parents, you know what? You can't take shortcuts here. You got to do the hard work of living what you want them to learn. Live what you want your children to learn. You ain't been there, and then you ain't, and you ain't just this or did that. It don't matter. Just love on them. Or love yourself. So you have to go back and love on them. It's okay. Whatever love on them. When you look back on your life, what's one thing you needed to hear your father say? And, um, that's my experience. And I can only go off of whatever I, I've experienced for almost a decade. Persistence. Persistence don't get you where you gotta go. How's it doing, everyone? It is 2021, and today is not Monday, not Tuesday, not Wednesday or Thursday, but what? Fatherhood Fridays, and it's your host with the most charmer traveling coast to coast, and today we have crossed the Atlantic waters, and we are in United Kingdom, uh, specifically the Philippines. And we're going to be talking to a guy by the name of Michael Winter, and he's going to be talking about the term that we hear all the time, home work-life balance. Many fathers and many men struggle with the idea of home and work-life balance. And so um, he's reached out to me and he wants to share his experiences of, of what he went through in running his own online business and raising a son and so without further ado allow me to introduce uh michael winter how are you doing today i'm i'm good john i'm good uh thanks for having me on how are you doing man doing pretty good uh just finished um my lunch here and uh, (laughs) now i'm on the air with you and so speaking of lunch i know i said earlier you know you're you're in the philippines i'm in the let me so let me just check you there, Sean. I'm sorry, man. So I'm in the UK. So I'm actually uh, my wife is from the Philippines, um, but yeah, I'm in the UK. So I'm in Wales inside the UK. So sorry, just wanted to clarify that. Uh, okay, so sorry. Don't get that. confused. If <laughs> That's cool, man. Not the Philippines. His wife's from the Philippines. He's in right. the United Kingdom by way of Wales. Wales. That's right. Yeah. And so if if, if somebody happened to make a trip out there, or even myself, what, what's a good place out there to eat lunch? In Wales, um, well, well, right now you'd be struggling to find anywhere because <laughs> everything is closed because of the pandemic. Um, but we've got a great place actually because where I live in Swansea in, in South Wales, um, it's a coastal city and it's 
absolutely beautiful coastline here and um, we have a place called the secret which is down on the beach right on the beachfront they okay. do fantastic steak frites and um and, and you can kind of look out uh, at the sea at the tide coming in and and uh, and all of the bay area while, you, while you're enjoying your food and drink i mean it's, it's a great place right so what kind of food do they serve there is it seafood uh, they do have seafood yeah I, i'm not i'm not sure if it is fresh seafood if i'm honest um but uh so, so the steak there the steak is, is really good nice 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 and i and and you know we here in texas are definitely known for steaks so <laughs> yeah yeah uh they, they'd be baby steaks here compared to what you guys are used to oh yeah but you know me I, I'm, I'm trying to be on more of the organic side so they might not be okay. as big as they as i once used to eat them so okay okay cool <laughs> so today you know we're talking about you know finding home work-life balance you're on the air with me um, you know, by way of the United Kingdom, G give us a little bit description of who you are and what you do for a living for those that might not know who you are. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, so, yeah, uh, my name is Michael Winter. Uh, I run a digital marketing agency called Lightbulb Media, and primarily we offer digital marketing services to small businesses, small business owners, and also we have uh, Lightbulb Learnables which is uh, like, a, like a training and coaching program, which again, uh, we offer to small business owners, but specifically to those who are literally just getting started and maybe they don't have um, a marketing budget or any, any great capital to lean upon. So they can't afford to pay agency services. So we train them and, and teach them how to do digital marketing for themselves so that they can promote their own companies. Gotcha. And so how long have you been running this online business? I've been doing it since uh, 2017, uh, self-taught market that I was working in construction beforehand. Uh, I worked in construction for 10 years, um, but it's um, it, it's a it's a quite a long story. But it's it's, it's a um, a career I kind of fell into, and uh, it was never my passion. So um, in 2016, I started to teach myself uh, marketing, and we uh, got the company going in 2017. Wow! Wow! I mean, that's definitely a career shift. You know, and, and, and a lot of people do that, you know, in midstream of their life. They're doing one thing and then they decide to do, you know, something totally different, um, you know, even including myself. Did you always have aspirations of, of becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, uh, so I, I studied psychology when I went to university and uh, I did that course with the mindset of, of it being broad enough that I could go into several different things if I wanted to. But I've always had an, had an eye on advertising. So um, I, when I decided, right, okay, it's time for me to, to pursue that now. I spent a couple of years just doing just doing regular boring jobs. And I thought, right, uh, let me try and start pursuing that now. And it was at that time that uh, a couple of friends of mine, they had a, a family business, which was in construction. And they kind of convinced me to give it a go with, uh, with them. And uh, having do it, done so, I, I, I picked it up pretty quickly and ended up going going into construction and turning to career turning it into a career because I was with that company then for 10 years uh, kind of worked my way up from from like a, a chain man is called which is the assistant all the way up to general manager so I, I like there was never any aspirations of of being an entrepreneur or, or, or owning my own business at all um, it was just that after I'd spent so long in the construction construction industry and, and it wasn't my passion wasn't something I really enjoyed I, I just needed to do something creative. I needed to take a completely different path. And it was daunting, I'll be honest, like to, to, to walk away from a, a lucrative and prestigious career 
and start from zero with with literally no background in marketing at all that, that was a pretty daunting step but it was one that i felt i needed to take so that i could explore the, the creative side of things and, and have a creative um have creative output in my life rather than uh, rather than construction you know absolutely and i mean your story sounds you know no different than than a typical college student you you major in one thing you find yourself doing something totally different than what you majored in while you were in undergrad but then there comes a point in your life where you kind of feel like man i could be doing more i don't i don't feel like this is the end for me and then you start uh chasing purpose instead of just chasing what is convenient or, or what pays a lot of money yeah exactly i totally agree with that chasing purpose is exactly is a great way to put it and um it was it was that it was that was fundamental really in my decision making at that time because i was i was earning good money in the construction i could have um i i could have just continued with that and and, and earn good money and, and and just live a solid regular lifestyle um but getting out of bed in the morning there was very little motivation for me so it was it was uh, the pursuit of of getting that purpose and and having something to be excited about when you wake up in the morning and and go to your job that was exactly what I what I was looking for and and it sounds like you uh found it and so even to add to that now you you're you're in full swing of your purpose or you're starting to discover it but you you probably at the time had a girlfriend which later became your wife and now you guys are are welcoming your your first child which happened to be a son is that true that's right yeah yeah so we have a three-year-old uh his name is lorenzo and um yeah i mean it was um it's great i mean it, it's it's weird because i never pictured myself as as a, like a kid person even like family members like i have a brother he he has children every time they pass the niece and nephew around for to, to give to me i'd be like huh yeah, okay, this is great. Now, who can I give it to? <laughs> who can I give this thing to immediately, you know? I, I was completely uncomfortable with any kind of babies, regardless of how close they were to me in my family. And um, it was it was really, it was, a, it was a strange thing to then have to go through that myself. So you have a girlfriend, she later becomes your wife, but you never really had the aspirations of becoming a dad. Oh, definitely not. No, it was. Um, it, I, I was. I had the mindset where if my wife, which we'd spoken about it, so I knew that she wanted children. But honestly, if she said to me, you know, children are not for me, I wouldn't have put up much of a fight. I was. I was quite flexible either way. Um, I'm. I'm very, very relieved now that she was uh, a, a woman who wanted to have children because uh, I wouldn't give that up back to the world. It's. It's such an amazing thing that nobody can explain to you how good it is until it, it's something you experience yourself. Absolutely. And I would agree as a person that has two kids, myself, a boy and a girl, it's, it's nothing like it. It's hard work, um, but but it's also fun. And, it, and it's also, you know, looking at something that is a reflection of you. You know, what was what was your first uh, initial thoughts or feelings when you became a dad? Honestly, I was terrified. I was, I was terrified about the whole process. Um, it, it wasn't a, like an accident. It, it, the, the pregnancy was planned, but that didn't help things for me. It was still something I was totally terrified about. And um, like the way that I am, I like if you go back to the construction and then the marketing, I, I, I like to immerse myself in something so that I have a good understanding and good knowledge of it going into it. And, and I try to like read and learn everything I can about something. And I found that in the lead up to my wife giving birth, 
there was material out there you know you could read articles you could read read, read a couple of books I just didn't feel like I got that I, I didn't get enough from from that kind of learning um, and it wasn't until I spoke to a friend of mine who also had a had had a couple of kids and we sat down and talked about you know some of the things to, that, that you go through during um, during the pregnancy and then the first few months of birth that it, it, I started to feel more comfortable uh, but honestly I was I was terrified during the entire pregnancy and, and the first few weeks of of, um, of him being born as well yeah man and you know I would agree uh, the same way and, and the old saying goes there's no manual kit for for how to become a father or how to parent newborns i mean of course there's books and tips and strategies but nothing can totally prepare you for um having a baby i I remember myself you know when my wife was pregnant with my son taking lamaze classes with them and just kind of just blowing it off like god this isn't real this isn't you know this isn't the real thing and you know there were some things that happened with my son you know six months to a year down the road that i just totally wasn't prepared for that had to grow me up real quickly uh do you do you agree with that statement oh yeah yeah i mean uh, like i said it was it was so daunting and i i didn't feel that there was enough it, it was lucky that um, basically so I'm, I'm a little bit older having my first child than i than a lot of my friends my, my friendship circle so I was fortunate that I could turn to my friends who'd already been there and done it at least a couple of years ago um, so that they could offer the advice and, and uh, share their experiences. But if I had been one of the first to go through it in our friendship circle, then I would have felt quite lost. I would have, wouldn't have known where to turn. Of course, I could ask my parents, but it's it, it was just a thing that like, I didn't feel like there was enough information up there that, that really, maybe there isn't, maybe it's not possible to have enough information out there because it's it's something that you you learn by doing, really. Parents of it, I think. Um, but but it's just it, it was so daunting to go into that feeling, that um, that level of insecurity about not knowing what to do, if that makes sense. And of course, yeah, man, and, and and I can totally relate to you um, because for me it was a lot of you know OJT as we put it on the job training, trying <laughs> to figure it out as you go, um, you know, trial and error and trying to figure out what's the best for this baby knowing how to adjust you know knowing how to be flexible and and try new things you know so now you you're saying you had an online uh business that you're trying to take off the ground you just had your newborn son you know which is you know a few months old few days old what have you back then in the beginning did you expect your wife to do all the parenting and nurturing while you continue to run your business online? Um, I, I wouldn't say that I expected her to do it, um, but at the same time, we did have a kind of a, an agreement because um, w- the, the way that it panned out for us, we both kind of walked away from, uh, so we, we met in the Middle East and then the aspiration was to move back to the UK. And we both walked away from good jobs when we left the Middle East. So. Um, the we, we kind of had an agreement in place where you know i'm going to pursue this my, my my digital marketing company and there's a lot of risk attached to that so um to, to count the for a bit of counterbalance we need you to be a little bit more stable in terms of your job but also uh, in terms of like the, the, the parenting as well because um whilst i i try to be involved as much as possible it's it's not like having a nine-to-five job. It's very, it's it's very difficult to switch off when when 
all you're trying to do is turn a, a business into a success. So whilst I wouldn't put it that, you know, I, I, I kind of expected her to put it on her, it was something we talked about. And um, and luckily for me, like she's very supportive in that respect in that she, she picks up a lot of the slack that maybe is a consequence of me trying to run the business. Yeah, man, and, and and that's that's good that you guys had an agreement instead of just assuming that you know she was, you know she was going to take on all these responsibilities and duties. You know while you continue to work, I know oftentimes that's how most guys' mentality is: is that I'm gonna continue to work and provide, be a provider, take care of all the bills and household expenses, and you do all the hard laborious. Uh, you know duties as a parent or as as a mother um and so you know for me i had learned the hard way because i had to you know share some of those responsibilities with my wife and it, and it, it definitely grew me up and so talk a little bit about you know the dynamic of you know your son being born into a, a mixed race and, and having a worry or a concern of him not being accepted yeah, yeah, that is a concern because, um, uh, like I said, uh, me and my wife, we met when we were living in the Middle East. Uh, so that was already like a very diverse background for us to have, uh, for, for us to have experienced. And um, my wife, obviously, she's Asian, I'm, I'm white, British. And the way that it, it panned out in terms of like the pregnancy then and the delivery of, of my son, uh, we wanted to do it in the UK, but because of like visa complications, we ended up having to do it in the Philippines. So then we spent, um, basically i think it was the last six months of her pregnancy and the first one year of his life in asia um, so it was um it, it wasn't really something that ever crossed my mind until we moved back to the uk and you know i'm not saying we've encountered anything at all uh, in terms of um, discrimination or anything but it is a concern of mine that you know especially kids kids can be super mean so mm-hmm. I, I am concerned that um as he goes through the the age groups in school if it's going to be a factor because um whilst he doesn't look asian he, he you know he, he has the asian background and he, 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 there is uh, asian elements to his appearance so i am concerned that will will it be an, a factor in his life um and if it is how am i going to handle that because it, that'll be completely new to me um it's it's not something that um, i've ever had to encounter um, my wife Unfortunately, she occasionally she, she um, works in like a call center, so she will occasionally get um, disparaging remarks about her accent and stuff. And I'm thinking, ah oh, man, if this is if this is the the world that my, my kid is going to be brought into, then um, how, how do I deal with that? How as a, as a father, how do you how do you react to those things if and when they happen? What's an appropriate response? And how do I make sure that he is protected enough, uh, and I do my job of protecting him? in an environment where I can't, that I can't control. Wow. I mean, what, what you're saying is, is definitely intriguing to me. And for a couple of reasons, one, you're, you're going through some of the same things, same struggles, same insecurities that a parent would go through here in the United States. Okay. You know, a lot, a lot of times we in the United States think, you know, um, segregation or discrimination is a lot easier overseas in comparison to here. But what you're saying is, no, I, I deal with some of the same challenges. I, I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, it's, I haven't personally experienced that a great deal yet. Um, but I, the, the fact that I said yet then, I think is quite um, indicative of, 
of a concern of mine because, and especially recently, like since um, since Brexit and um, and uh, Trump being elected, the Western countries they just seem to be more divisive now, and uh, and I can only think of that as a as a bad thing. I mean, I like inclusion. I, I, I like the fact that people can be from anywhere, go anywhere, work anywhere, be friends and in relationships with whatever, whoever, whatever race, whatever sexuality, it really doesn't bother me. And um, that lack of inclusion, or at least like the movement recently, and I, I don't want to get into politics at all, uh, but, mm-hmm. but like that divisiveness, especially like in the UK, the, the, the tipping point was Brexit and that divisiveness now, you start to see it a lot more regularly than I feel we used to. And that could just be the way the, the media portrays it, I'm not sure. Um, but but definitely it's a it is a concern. And so you you as a father, you as a dad, how do you think you have been preparing yourself to have these conversations with your son, your wife, or or even yourself? Again, it, it, for me, the, the approach I generally try to take is just educating myself because. Um, and until I'm put in that situation, or, or my son, you know, hopefully he never is in that. Uh, in that situation but, but you know, one day he may be it's just to educate him in advance I think uh, rather than trying to react to whatever may happen it will be um, all of the way throughout his his, um, his infant years when he starts to get a, a better comprehension and understanding of, of differences within people and races and and how he um, even though visually he might look the same as all of the classmates he has that uh, uh, at a base level he's, he, he does have some differences just educate him and and hopefully um, trust in the process then that he will respond correctly and and that you know I, I'll respond uh, I'll react correctly as well so then in, in, I won't lose my cool and and, um, and act inappropriately because I think that it's important to be a good role model in that kind of scenario. Absolutely, and and it's it's not easy, you know, having these conversations or even equipping equipping yourself and so um you know kudos to you and and you know um yeah if you if you need any information you know i'm, I'm willing to send you articles through to your email on on how to be better prepared as a dad that's fantastic i would really appreciate that thank you yeah no problem and so you know getting back to you know this idea of home work-life balance what was the turning point or shift uh to spend more time or get more involved as a dad Mm. again like i I like to think that i was pretty involved um from day one but that doesn't mean that um i mean i'm saying that from my own perspective maybe my wife's perspective it would would be different um but i definitely like during um I, I don't know if you're in the, uh, the US you have lockdowns in the same way that we have in the UK, but basically like we've, we've had lockdowns over here where um, everybody is kind of restricted, restricted movement. They can't, uh, you shouldn't be leaving your home too much. You should work from home where possible and all of this Because kind of, of the pandemic? Because of the pandemic, exactly, yes. So, um, so being forced to work from home and then obviously my, my son couldn't go to nursery like, he, like his normal routine would be. Um, it, it forced us, uh, me, my wife, and, and my son, for, for us all to be in the house much more than we would generally be. I mean, in a normal day, um, if, if everything was just a normal, I was going to work, my wife was going to work, and my son was in nursery and then going to childcare. There would be, I don't know, eight to ten hours in a day where we, we, the three of us just wouldn't see each other. 
So with the lockdown, uh, for months and months and months, you know, we're all in the same space together. And that's tough when you're trying to concentrate on work. And so at the beginning, I was I was getting so irritated and, and really frustrated because of the continuous distractions that was being caused by working from home. And a big a big shift in my mentality happened when I when I realized, you know, what am I doing? What am I thinking that I'm considering my son coming up to me to spend a little bit of time with me as as a distraction or, or an inconvenience? Um, so when I shifted my my mindset so that. I, I considered those as welcome distractions, and and that this is a, this is a time that I'll look back, and you know I'll be grateful that I spent the time with him, and I will I will regret if if, if I didn't um, actively uh, engage with him in all of those moments. I, I'll regret that in years to come because this is you know it's not going to last forever. Both you know in terms of um, him right. wanting to spend that time with me right now, he'll move on to something else, and and of course like these years are fritting. It'll be no time before he. He's off that doing other things, so that mindset I think was was a big deal for me because now like those those I cherish those when he comes and spends five or ten minutes with me. The, the work will still be there when when he's he's off doing something else. So that that mindset shift for me was a big one. Is there anything else that that may have shifted you to saying, hey, it's okay to to spend more time as as a dad? So um, I think that like. It, it's difficult to, to switch off when, when you when you run your own business. Um, it, it's finding that, that finding that um, uh, that segregation that that, that that parity between okay this is where work finishes and this is where family life begins. That's hard because it's a constant it's a constant thing. If, if when you're thinking about your own business, you're constantly trying to improve it, constantly trying to turn it into a success. Then. Um, being present when I'm with my wife and my son and not thinking about work, that, that's a struggle. And, and it's something that I, I've got to like, not force myself to do, but it's something I need to be conscious of because it's easy to just pick up my phone and start reading articles or, or emails into somebody or, or thinking about campaigns for a client or what, or what have you. So just being present when it's it's my time to be with them, I'm with them and I'm not distracted. I'm not, I'm not thinking about other things. And then when I'm in work, if the distractions are coming from from my son or my wife, I'll try to treat them as welcome distractions. But when it's time to focus, it's time to focus. I would agree, man. And and um, you know, I think that requires a level of discipline uh, to to do that. Um, to know when it's time to be a dad and when it's time to uh, work. And you were saying uh, in in the pre-show, you know, when I was reading through your notes that you found that your stress levels plummeted as you as you started to spend more time with your son is uh you want to yeah that's right that? yeah yeah that's exactly that because because i was i was trying to do both i was trying to uh, i was trying to focus on the work and, and like distractions are a big deal if if you're if you're focused and locked into something and you're, and you're working on something that's important or even urgent then breaking that concentration it's difficult to get the, to get back to where you were so I was getting really, really frustrated when my son or my wife would, would interrupt that flow, and um, and it was when I when I when I started to embrace it and, and accept it that okay, these distractions are going to keep, keep coming, so I won't get so locked in and focused on the work. I'll I'll concentrate as much as possible and I'll be as disciplined as I can. But when the time comes for a distraction, whenever whenever that happens, 
I won't see it as a bad thing. I won't let my stress levels rise because um, because that's a good thing. My son wanted to come in and, and spend five to 10 minutes playing with me. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? What, what am I thinking to, to mm-hmm. get stressed over that? It was, a, it, was, it was just that mind shift that all of a sudden the stress that I was creating myself um, by the you know, because of the environment environment I was in, the stress just just plummeted when I started to look forward to those distractions and, and to look forward to my son coming in um, and and just a small thing like that it really helped the the work life balance. Wow! And so a lot of times it's 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 a mindset how we think, uh, you know, is how we feel. And I'm reminded of a scripture in the Bible in Proverbs that says, "How a man." think is 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 how is what he will become and i'm not quoting that verbatim but a lot of times what you think is oftentimes what you'll become and so if you're thinking you're going to be annoyed or you're going to be stressed out by the distractions of your son then you will be annoyed and stressed out by the distractions of your son i totally agree with that i totally agree with it um i I read a book a few years ago when i when i was going through a really stressful time um not not i'm not talking about the pandemic now a few years ago i was going through a really bad time i read a book called the happiness advantage which Mm -hmm. is by sean archer or Archer. i'm not sure how to pronounce his surname um and and basically that like it was a a huge book it had a huge impact on me and um my work life and my uh, personal life actually and the major concept of that book is that you shouldn't try to find success because that will make you happy it's that if you focus on your happiness success is more likely to come because you'll perform better right across the board if you're happy when you're doing the work you're doing and one of the things one of the big takeaways i took from that book was a gratitude diary so getting back to what you were saying about what you think is what you become it's about like framing your mind to to look for the good things so just something small so every morning now I'll, I'll i'll write down five things i'm grateful for and why i'm grateful for them and three things i'm looking forward to and why i'm looking forward to them and like none of they're never big things they're never life-changing things it could be um my wife cooked a meal for me last night my son made me smile um my football team won you know that kind of thing they're, they're always very small but the point is that it it's it's a, a reframing of your of your mind so that instead of looking for the negatives um, in, in your life, you're constantly looking for things to be grateful for or things that you're looking forward to. And by doing that, it has a huge impact in your, on your ongoing happiness then because you're, you're constantly seeing things that maybe you would have missed in the past. So I, I totally agree with you that what you, what you think is what you become because the, the brain is so powerful like that, that you can literally reprogram it and you can start seeing all of the good things instead. Yeah, and um, to just to be precise on that particular scripture is as a man thinking so is he and Mm -hmm. so you know that's that that comes from a book of the bible that deals with wisdom and how making the right decision as it pertains to your thought process and so what do you believe is the key to finding home work-life balance mike oh that's a big question um i think uh, i think a couple of things i think i think focus is the big one so um so um when you're there with your family be with your family and be present with them don't be distracted and thinking about other things don't be on your phone you know thinking through social media or reddit or whatever which i'm often guilty of um, and me too and, I'm, I'm a work in progress <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's hard um but yeah i think i think just being present and and like when, when you're with them and like i said like this is not something i i, I i'm perfect at but I, I do work on it 
regularly it's, it's just being present and, and giving them your time if, if if your wife was if my wife was speaking to me my son wants my attention playing with him or making a puzzle or whatever that i'm focused on that and i'm focused on him i'm not i'm not thinking about a campaign for a client that i need to work on later that day or tomorrow morning or what have you so i, I think that I, I suppose a lot of things i've talked about it's, it's it's all down to mindfulness it's it's looking for the good things um uh, being present it, it's it's about having the the correct mindset and for i think for a lot of people that doesn't come naturally so working on it until it becomes a habit i think is it w- would would help a lot gotcha and, and i would even you know take it a step further and say that it's not enough to be present but that you have to also be involved you know we, yeah. we can we can just show up but if we're not engaged if we're not in tune with, with what our son or daughter or even wife is doing at the time to spend quality time as a family it, it'll show and yeah, so that's what I agree. yeah and so I, I i would take it a step further start with being present but then at some point you got to be engaged and involved in the same way you do as in running your business yeah i think that i mean you've put it more eloquently than i have uh, but that that is um more or less what i meant is like yeah don't just be there but actually then engage and and, and like be um be in the moment you know and, and enjoy it uh, whatever it is and and make sure you're in, you're involved and engaged with them absolutely yeah man yeah man um I would I would agree and, and and you and I are both works in progress and so man we could we could probably still go another half an hour but I'm going to leave you with just one more question what should the viewers take away from today's uh topic good question um yeah so I think uh work life balance um it's it's something I think a lot of people fail to achieve and it's arguable whether it's even achievable at all because it's um it's if if you have like a nine to five job then i think it's a little bit easier because hopefully in in such a in such a circumstance you can just shut off you know your, your, your job finishes you go home and you have your home life when you when you have a business it, it that those lines are blurred and and it's very hard to, to separate them so um, I, I think it comes down to being active with it, being active about about deciding, okay, I want to have a, a work-life balance. I don't want to be working 16 hours a day, eating my dinner and then going to bed. It, it's about focusing on on, on on choosing to have that, choosing to have a, a correct balance. And all of those things like focus and mindfulness and being present and being engaged and involved i think you have to make that decision and then implement it because it doesn't happen by accident it's it 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 can get away from you you can focus on your work to a point where um you can accidentally lose grip of that home life balance uh, sorry the work life balance um but it, you won't get it back by accident. It's something that, that that you need to work on. You need to make that conscious decision and then and then implement steps to, to improve it. I think. Yeah, and and you know, that's I'm going to end it right there because that's the best way to end this episode. And so what what I'm hearing today, dads, fathers, stepfathers, whoever's listening. First, it starts with your mindset. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if you if you think of 
being involved or, or being engaged is a, is a distraction, then that's what you will feel and that's what you will become. Um, and then and then second and third, as Mike said, you got to have structure. Know a time of when to be focused. Know a time of when to be involved as a, as a parent. And then third, implementing strategies and techniques to, to continue to do it because it, it doesn't just happen, but it's something that you have to continue to allow to become a habit each and every day. And so as we're wrapping up, this has been another episode of Fatherhood Fridays with your host, Chalmer, and um, Mike Winter from <laughs> the United Kingdom in Wales. I got it right this time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and if anybody has uh, enjoyed today's message, feel free to go to my website, www.fatherhoodfridays.com. Go to the support page. And you can become a monthly subscriber anywhere from 99 cents to 4.99 to 9.99. That would be greatly appreciated. And that's how I continue to make great content and and continue for this podcast to spread into different places and and now different countries. Um, Last but not least, as a favor to me, uh, continue to listen, follow and reshare. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on any social media platform. I'm not going to go through all of them because you know it by now. Until then, I will see you next Friday. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks very much, man. Cheers. All right. Bye. All right, Mike. How you think it went? Yeah, that, that was cool, man. I really, I really appreciate that. I thought, I thought that was uh, that, that it went in some places. I, I wasn't expecting so. I, that was cool. I, I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, what about you? You happy with that? All good? Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You, you know, the best the best thing you can do is is be yourself and be authentic. You know, a lot of times dads or whoever's listening know if somebody's being scripted or they're just being who they are. And yeah. so yeah. I, I, I think it went normal. I think you hit the questions and and it's all right if, if, if you couldn't answer all the questions. I mean, I think that gives a real depiction of, 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 of where your headspace is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I said, I enjoyed it. I, I appreciate the appreciate you having me on, and um, and and I, yeah, I, I thought it was great. That, that, um, it's it's a topic of conversation I don't speak about a lot. Um, everything that I do is is kind of business related, so it was really refreshing and interesting to talk about those things instead. It was uh, really cool. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, to me, based on what you sent me in, in uh, Matchmaker or my team. It sounds like you've already been listening to the podcast, you know, maybe mm-hmm. one or two episodes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, pre- I appreciate that as well. And uh, this episode will probably air sometime the end of April, early May. Cool. That's cool, man. How is it going? Is it, um, it are you happy with the way that the podcast is going? Is it, is it as successful as you'd like it to be? Um, it, it's, it's, it's a slow process, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, right now, I'm just working on ways to, for it to expand, you know, you know, working on marketing, trying to, um, you know, trying to get some donators involved so so that, you know, maybe this can become my full time job right now. It's just a part time job. So mm-hmm. working on sponsorship and and marketing so that it can continue to grow and expand. Awesome, awesome. Well, all the best with that, man. I mean, um, I, I like it. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope it becomes as successful as you want it to be because, uh, yeah, it's great. Well, I appreciate it. And, and if you know anybody that, that needs to hear 
uh, my podcast, whatever episode. Just like I said, the best, the best form of marketing is word of mouth. Just be <laughs> be sure to you know reshare it with somebody. Will do, man. Will do. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks very much. I'm gonna take it easy, man. All right, you too. Thanks. And here's a sneak peek into next week's Fatherhood Friday episode. And it came back positive. And it was another one where first she told me, and so I thought she was just joking, trying to mess with me. And then she showed me the test and started freaking out because like, we finally have gotten used to having a baby around. uh, And now here we go again. Um, and especially with us being on the road at the time, it made it very, you know, it was a little, little crazy chaotic there for, for a little bit. Um, you know, once we were able to get back home from the conference and she was able to get, you know, get set up with the doctor and things like that, things, you know, we were able to kind of get, get under our feet a little bit and, and start the process. But the initial.